From Southern Living Inspired Communities and Alabama Power, this is Positive Energy. So what is Positive Energy? It's a podcast where we share style tips to update your home, energy tips to help your wallet, and life tips that make you a better you. I'm your host, Monica McShan, and I'm with Alabama Power. So listeners, as you know, with this series, we're talking to relatable experts who will give us practical advice about our homes and our lives. So are y'all ready? Let's get into it and start sharing that positive energy. On today's episode, we're talking windows. And as our guest, we have Sarah Lindsay. She's an interior designer based in Dallas, Texas. She's my home girl, Texas girls. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Hey, Monica. So happy to be here today. Right. I'm so happy to have you. Now, before we jump in on the style and the design of windows, let's start big picture. So you have a client okay. and you go in with them. What is the first thing that you tell them regarding windows and what they can do for a room? Well, first and foremost, I would say at the beginning of my career, a lot of times I underestimated the power of treating a window, which in a lot of people's just opinion, I guess, they think that it's kind of a granny thing to do. They're thinking these big balances, you know, like they had at their grandmother's house, like tapestries, heavy with tassels. And that's really not the case anymore because we have a lot more options. But now I like to describe to clients that it's kind of like putting a whole face of makeup on without mascara or eyeliner. And that's what the mascara and eyeliner are, are the window treatments. So what would you say for those who are more minimalist? You know, sometimes I wear mascara and sometimes I don't. You know, sometimes people might not want all of that on their windows. Right. So I like to refer to that style kind of as a hotel component. Like when you're staying in a really nice hotel, the curtains or the shades will just draw like with the flip of a switch. So things can be motorized now. You also can have a sheer that's not patterned that just filters the light in really nicely. So that say... If you're walking around in the room, someone could see that someone was walking around, but they couldn't necessarily point out like a belly button per se. Awesome. Makes plenty of sense. Good. So let's move on a little bit. You are out and about. You're seeing all the styles and the trends right now. Tell me two or three trends with window treatments that are in right now. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is hardware. So... It used to be kind of an added bonus that people would think of these finials and rings and rods as like they thought it was going to add to this decorative component. And I'm really seeing that go out and I'm seeing a lot more of ceiling mount rods going in, which is also called a zip rod. So I've mentioned hotels before, but or even in a commercial setting, a lot of times you'll have drapes that go all the way to the ceiling and you have this little like quarter inch zip track that will just zip across like zoop, zoop, you know, instead of rings and rods. So I'm seeing that as a definitely a, a big trend. A lot of people are just using the fabric itself and just having the treatment without the rods and the rings showing mm. as their big focal point. Also, I would say shears are coming back in. Well, now a lot of people are doing shears just as this light filtering kind of added texture to the room. So it'll add dimension and you can draw them, you know, just for privacy and light filtering, but... Also, it can just add as just another layer for an aesthetic component. So would you use those by themselves or always layered? Well, a lot of people, that's what that's the trend is a lot of times, especially in a more modern setting, a lot of people are using them just by themselves. Okay, Sarah. So you've told us what's in. Now, let's talk about what's out or going out right now. What are those trends? 
Okay, so Monica, I was totally trying to dodge this question because I feel like <laughs> I'm going to offend someone. It's okay. You're the expert. I know. I know, but I'm going to go for it. Okay, so first things first, I would say blinds are completely out. So the blinds that you, I know, I'm sorry. And I, I feel like I said, I'm going to offend someone. But no, I think shades, either woven shades or Roman shades. Sorry, I'm going to have to start See, over. See, you're choking. Okay. <laughs> you choke on those words, little lady. I'm choking from being offensive. <laughs> So I think woven shades or Roman shades are a great option and achieve what you would get with blinds. But also, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put shutters in with blinds. Shutters are still a good option. I know. I know. I'm going to offend someone. But what I don't like about blinds and shutters is that there's always something hanging in the window. So when you want the natural light component, you want to max that out. You can't with those options because but you they're can. always there. I disagree. Okay, yes, you can tilt them up and down to let light in, but and that doesn't mean there's still the something up. in the window. You can push them all the way up. No, not the shutters. Well, the blinds you can. Right. Okay, so blinds maybe, but they just look clunky. So I'm going <laughs> to so I'm going to go back. So now you're saying they're ugly. They okay, still work yeah. for privacy. Yes. Okay, so, so shades might work for privacy, but the trend is is that they're going out. Shutters, I just don't like to use because they're always in the window. They are always in the window. So full disclosure, I have wooden blinds all throughout my house, except for my bedroom. I have a couple of drapes in here for privacy only. Otherwise, they would be bare, honestly. And then in my kitchen where I told you I have the shades. But... But I'll give you a discount code, Monica. <laughs> it's it's time to get rid of the blinds. I'm not getting rid of the blinds. I don't want to live in my grandma's house. Oh, I don't think it needs to be grandma at all. Like I said, there's a lot of different modern treatments that we can do. I just feel like it could be done better. But I haven't seen pictures of your house, so I don't want to go there. <laughs> it's okay. I'm non-confrontational here. And I'm not easily offended. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect match. All right. So what are your biggest takeaways for us today? What should we... Keep in mind all the time about window treatments when we are getting ready to decorate or renovating or what have you. First, don't overlook the need for them. And then secondly, I would say to do your due diligence to make sure that you're really looking at all the options and looking at it from different perspectives. Look at it from what it would look like outside of the house. Make sure you look at all your fabric options. Make sure that your fabrics are light fast and not going to fade over time or not get yellow with the sun. There's so many different factors. And honestly, I guess my third takeaway would be to consult a professional. I was just going to say, you got to put a plug in there. <laughs> they need to hire you, uh, right? <laughs> I, well, yes, yes. Hire me, hire me. But also, you know, for your needs and your budget, yes, consult a professional for sure. Okay. So those are great takeaways. And, you know, we would all love to hire a designer. I know I would. I would, I would have her on speed dial if I could. But let's just say... We cannot do that, or everyone who is listening to us today is not able to contact a professional every time they need some help with their window treatment. So what advice would you give them? What's the best takeaway for them, and what can they do as a DIY? So, well, there's a couple of things. So there's some great fabric retailers online that if you just Google, you know, whatever kind of fabric you're needing, if that's a sheer, if that's a drapery weight, or if that's double width, whatever you can use to describe it, there's some great ones online. Also, I would really encourage you to use the drapery calculators, which will help you determine the, the width that you need, how many yards you need, so that you don't overspend on yardage. And also, there's some great tutorials just that describe how to measure a window, what kind of windows you have, and the needs that you need to address with window treatments. 
Those are great takeaways. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have so enjoyed talking with you. Uh, well, thanks so much for having me, Monica. I can't wait to talk to you more about other things. Awesome. Thanks, Sarah. Well, listeners, this is it for our talk today. Um, you can find Sarah's website in our show notes, and you can find her at sarahlindsaydesign.com. She's also on IG. I love IG. At Sarah Lindsay Design as well. Go check her out and give her some love. Stick around, y'all, because we're still talking about windows in the next segment with an expert from Pella. Hey, y'all, it's Monica. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors, who we know are all about that positive energy. Check out SouthernLivingInspiredCommunities.com to learn more about the brand's collection of neighborhoods marked by charm, taste, and Southern spirit. And for energy savings tips and other resources, be sure to visit alabamapower.com slash positive energy. Okay, back to our conversation. Okay, guys, we're still talking windows and joining us today is Brian Warren, a product manager at Pella. Brian, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks, Monica. So happy to be here. Brian, let's just dive right in. Now, most listeners don't even know where to start when it comes to how windows can help us reduce energy costs. So it seems like a good idea to just start with the glass itself. So let's talk about kind of the coatings and the glazings that are on windows. Can you tell us anything about that? But before you do, remember that most of us are either in Alabama, where I am, or, you know, throughout the South. So with that in mind, what is it that we need to keep in mind? Yeah, sure, Monica. So let me, I'll hit on a few things. There's conduction. So that's how heat and cold are transmitted through the material. So if you think about windows and patio doors, this occurs when there's temperature differences on each side of the glass. So when it's hotter on the outside or older or poorly made newer windows, they won't heat uh, to transfer the coolness into the home. And the reverse can happen when it's cold outside. So you may hear uh, low E as an example. That's something, you know, in in glass that's talked about quite often. Uh, And that's really a coating that's designed to improve energy efficiency of your windows. So if you look at, you know, low E in the winter, it reflects heat back into the room. Uh, And then the summer, it's designed to reflect heat away from your home, which keeps it cooler. Additionally, I think, you know, a benefit that Lowy provides is, you know, it prevents the sun's harmful UV rays from getting through the glass into your home. So thinking about things like carpet and furniture and window treatments, those fade over time when sunlight hits them and that protects those elements inside of your home. You know, when thinking about Alabama climate in the South, there's half a dozen Lowy options available in the marketplace, but really two that meet the needs of the southern part of the country. Uh, we have what's called advanced low E with argon. Argon is a gas that we put in uh, to help with transmission. Uh, and it blocks about 84% of the sun's ultraviolet rays. So as you get further south, uh, there is even another low E uh, option called sun defense with argon. This is great for hotter climates as it blocks 94% of ultraviolet rays. The last thing I'll point out is, is the option to do multiple panes of glass. So typically, You know, in older homes, you may see a single pane of glass, but as you think about newer homes, uh, those are all basically dual pane. Uh, But there's also an option to go with triple pane uh, IG or glass construction, uh, which is the most uh, energy efficient. And then if you think about other elements like reducing sound, uh, triple pane is a better option than, say, dual pane. Perfect. 
Now, is there a, a big difference in cost between all of these options? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, clear glass, of course, is going to be the, the least expensive, uh, but you're not going to see, you know, unless you specifically ask for it, you're going to get low E. So it's almost like it's it's already built in the price. You're not going to see a dramatic cost difference. You know, I, I will point out where you will see a cost is it is going to, to more panes of glass, right? So I talked about dual to triple. As you go to triple pane construction, it will be higher cost, but you also get the benefit of uh, greater energy efficiency and, and then therefore lower lower energy costs overall for the home. Okay, that's that's good to know. Now, would someone just offer me this or I would need to know about it going going into the store? I would say you're automatically going to get it. It's going to be good in regardless of what temperature and just because it helps. Uh, like I said, it prevents when you're in the south, you got a lot more sunshine, you got hotter weather. So low E is going to be a great option uh, for you uh, in those climates. Perfect. All right, so we've got the glass. Now let's move on to the window frame and the insulation. What is it that we need to know about what's around our windows? Sure, and, I, and there's four really uh, primary uh, materials that you'll see out there. I'll start with aluminum. Uh, you know, aluminum is known, it's a good material. It's known for strength, it's known for stability, uh, but it's not the best for energy efficiency. I, I mentioned conductivity earlier and aluminum is highly conductive. So in in hot weather, it gets hot. In cold weather, it gets cold. Now, you can get it with a thermal break, but it's still not as energy efficient as other materials. Vinyl is another great option. Uh, it's typically at a lower price point and, and offers low maintenance. Um, but if there are large temperature swings, the material really doesn't perform as well if it gets really, really hot and really, really cold. It just doesn't have the longevity of, say, a wood and fiberglass. So wood um, is naturally energy efficient, uh, and it's great if you want a classic, you know, customizable look, but it does come with upkeep over time that you may not see or you will not see in, in materials like vinyl. And then uh, finally, fiberglass. So fiberglass is, is a newer material, um, not as prevalent as vinyl, aluminum, and wood, um, but really offers long-term durability. It's a great natural insulator, uh, and you can get a, a wide range of style options. Okay. Insulation wise, you know, wood, if you think about wood, it's solid. Uh, so it's naturally insulated versus when you get to vinyl and fiberglass, the frames are, are hollow, if you will, they're profiles, uh, which you can get foam insulation in uh, to enhance your energy performance. So I'll admit to you that I don't know what material I have on my windows. I do know that I have something called casement windows. And I only know that because I looked it up in preparation for this talk. I used to just call them crank out windows, right? You can crank them out. Yeah. We have those on all our windows and my kids love them, right? So I can imagine when they get older, they'll be sneaking out of the window because they can just crank it open <laughs> and crank it closed. <laughs> now, what's the typical type of material that casement windows are made out of? You can get them in all the materials. I would say you're going to see them in vinyl. You're going to see them in wood and you'll see them in fiberglass. Not as much in aluminum, uh, more gotcha. so in the three other materials. Okay. All right. So let's just say we have a listener at home looking at their windows and they want to know what they can do to help uh, reduce their energy costs right now. What's some DIY tips or some aftermarket products that you would suggest for them right now? Sure. Very, very good question, Monica. Uh, I would say from an aftermarket perspective, there's really two uh, main things you can do outside of maybe more an invasive option. Um, window coverings, of course, so shades and blinds uh, are great things to stop sunlight and increase energy efficiency. Ah, blinds. Uh, they're also, yeah, blinds. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> some window manufacturers like Pella have, have that in between the glass. Uh, so that's really nice if you have pets uh, and you want to avoid, you know, pets or kids and things like that, uh, getting to your shades and blinds, you can buy products with that in between the glass. Um, there's also tinted film options. I honestly, at Pella, we don't, we don't sell that, but it, there's something on the market uh, that you can utilize. The other thing, you know, and this is more invasive, right? You can actually take your trim off and over time caulking is going to wear out and, and degrade. So you can use, you know, things like additional caulking and spray foam to further seal the perimeter of the unit. And I think the last thing, depending on, you know, where you're at in your project, you know, one thing we're seeing that builders are doing nowadays that more and more that care about energy is they're they're making their rough opening. So rough opening is the basically the the perimeter of where the the uh, window is inserted. They'll actually make that a little bit bigger and they'll use spray foam uh, within that to, to better encapsulate the window with insulation. Perfect. Well, I'm not a DIY person, so let's just say I just want to go buy some windows because I'm not going to do it myself. I just want to go buy some windows, and I see all these windows, and they have these little stickers on them, these certifications. Tell us what that means. Sure. I, I would say the, the most prevalent one you'll see, and it's important across you know things like appliances, um, you really see it uh, across the building industry is Energy Star. So anything that you, you see that has that Energy Star uh, sticker on it, uh, means it, it meets federally mandated guidelines uh, regarding energy efficiency. Though, so they're designed specifically to to be more energy efficient. There's some other things you'll see out there. You know, if you're getting a contractor, you know, net zero uh, is another one. And uh, really, that's not only energy. It's cool from a sustainability because it's it's about waste in the manufacturing process all the way to the construction of the home. Uh, and then if you're building uh, new construction, there's a rating called HERS. Uh, which rates the energy of the entire home. So includes your windows, your doors, your roofing, all of the components that go into the building envelope. So if it's important to you, this is a rating you can look for when purchasing a home. And like I said, windows aren't the only element, but they are an important element and input into achieving a higher HERS rating. Got it. Well, thank you so much, Brian. We have learned so much from you today. We appreciate you bringing us your expertise around windows. Now we know what to look for. So thank you for coming. Yeah, you got it, Monica. It was an enjoyable conversation and I uh, really appreciate you having me on today. Okay, listeners, if you're interested in learning how you can make your windows more efficient, we have great resources located in our show notes. And of course, you can always go to Pella.com. Okay, y'all, I feel like I need to address this blinds issue. Like Brian from Pella said, blinds are great for increasing energy efficiency. We know that's true. But you know, Sarah, on the other hand, who is our professional interior designer, told us she's noticing that blinds are just less and less popular these days. And of course we trust her. She's the design expert. And you know, I told y'all earlier that I have blinds myself and I love them. They're kind of all throughout my house. They make me happy. And if you're listening, Sarah, I want you to know I'm keeping them, at least for now. But here's the thing. I believe that with most things in your life, it's best to just do what makes you feel good. Okay, y'all, that's it for our show today. Thanks so much for listening to Positive Energy. Now, if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend about us, subscribe, and then go rate us in your podcast app. On behalf of Southern Living Inspired Communities and Alabama Power, this is Monica McShann. And remember, let's always pursue it, embrace it, and share it. Positive Energy. I'll see you next time.